Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. You're listening to episode number 30 of the Boys Built Better podcast. Today, we're continuing to talk about how to have tough conversations with kids. Welcome to the Boys Built Better podcast. I'm Jessica, a mom of three boys who is just trying to do things better. I'm coming to you from Fort Collins, Colorado, where I live with my husband, our boys, and a whole lot of four-legged friends. I'm here to share my thoughts on raising boys in today's world, find answers to your parenting questions, and chat with experts about building happy, healthy boys. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into part two of our episodes on how to have tough conversations with your kids. You'll be listening to my guest, Corey Wilford, and I speak over at Heyday, which is a boutique here in town owned by Jennifer Little as part of her Heyday Grows series. And I think it was a great talk about just getting more comfortable about talking to your kids about a very various subjects that are difficult or uncomfortable and how to approach those and how to approach them in a way that keeps your kids kind of open and continuing to converse with you. So let's cut back on over to that interview. Anybody have any questions? I know. We're just talking. So in terms of like, getting that consent and whatnot, are you guys teaching the kids to, can I hold your hand? Like, what are, what are you teaching in terms of like asking permission? Like at school? What, what um, will the kids learn or just what are we as a parent? What are you teaching? So what should parents be yeah. teaching yeah. about consent? How should parents yeah. be teaching consent? Yeah, how should we be teaching them as they maybe get a girlfriend or a boyfriend mm-hmm. and yeah. You know, do you ask permission? Do you hold yeah. my hand? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be great to say that. Um, if it were me, I would probably say, and I think I've said things like this, like it might seem corny, but it really is important to ask, you know, if you think you're going down that road and you're going to maybe kiss or you're going to hold hands, like just, you know, there is a sense of feeling like it's okay. Um, you know, there's but really consent should be verbal they should practice getting verbal consent um things like holding hands you kind of you know you can kind of sense that that feels okay but kids also need to to start to learn body language right that sometimes someone might not say no because they're scared or they don't know what's happening right um in some of those situations so Part of it is kind of saying, you know, I know it's kind of corny, but you really should ask um, every time. And you really should make sure that if if you want to kiss someone that you've heard a yes. Um, and I, I think it's OK to have that conversation and kids will probably roll their eyes at you <laughs> because it's weird because they probably didn't grow up thinking like, you know, give your rubber sister shoulder, you know, like she hurt her shoulder or something. I don't know, you know, just do it. Um, and a lot of kids just don't question if they are being touched or when it's okay to touch someone. So, I mean, for me, and that's what I tell my kids, just, you know, um, ask, um, we, and I, and I tried to start from a young age, even with like 
tickling and, you know, all that type of stuff. It's like, hey, I don't think she likes that. Do you like that? No, I don't want to be hit. You know, you need to respect that. So, you know, hugs, you know, do you want to give grandma a hug? She's here to see you. And sometimes my kids will say, yeah, sure. And other times they're like, no, I don't want to. And that's it's a really cool thing to start teaching early because then you get like the 12 year old who's like, no, <laughs> you know, and they are like, I don't need to be nice to anyone about them touching my body, which is kind of funny, <laughs> you know, um, and they have their moments. So I yeah, I would sort of like that about everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't come over here. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's important that yeah. assertiveness and again, I don't, I don't have perfect <laughs> answers, yeah. but I do think it's okay to say, you know, oh, you're going to a dance. Make sure you ask someone to, you know, little kids start doing dances, right? Like fifth grade, fourth grade. So that's a great opportunity to be like, are you going to dance with someone? Are you going to ask them to dance? Like do kid, do people like couples dance? Do they slow dance? My kids are always like, no, they stand on the other side of the room. Oh, well, what would it look like if you wanted to dance with someone? You know, well, I guess I'd ask them, oh, well, how would that sound? You know, uh, I guess I'd just be like, do you want to dance? Oh, that sounds good. You know, what if they said no? Well, I'd just walk away. Oh, good. You know, and it's like, those are really good, you know, conversations. And they get really uncomfortable and you get really uncomfortable. But then you're like, oh, I did it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I watch a lot of kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. The question was, how would we personally, but or maybe how would you handle uh, a very close caregiver maybe having these conversations? I I think that that would be a great conversation if you were the caregiver to discuss with that mm -hmm. parent or vice versa. If you're a parent hiring a caregiver, mm -hmm. right, that you might say, well... Um, this is how we talk about things. Or if something comes up, I would like you to come to me first or I would feel comfortable. I think that that might be a conversation with that specific parent. Yeah. Anything to add, Corey? I think that we should all have tools in our toolbox to not shut kids down, regardless of whether they're ours or, or not. So, you know, I, for me, as someone who has taught other kids, <laughs> um, you know, forever, um, tons of, of kids, other people's kids about sex. Um, it, I always, when I talk, I will always kind of think about what if all their parents were in the room, right? And that's how I talk to kids, um, about these things. Things are very factual. Um, I, I'm not being, you know, flippant about things. I, I don't use the same humor I would use with my own kids <laughs> because that might come across differently. But I think that any well-intentioned adult can answer a question for a child in a way that would be respectful to any parent, um, you know, whoever or whatever beliefs they have. So, um, you know, I think that we should be confident that we can say 
words, uh, penis and vagina, I think we should feel confident that we could tell any child, you know, that's not an okay way to, to touch. Um, I think that we can, um, I'll say things like, you know what, that's a really great question. Um, I think we should ask your mom later, you know, so, so not to shut down, but I think if you ever have that, that feeling as a caretaker, like if I answer this, it might be going too far then to say something in a way of like, Whoa, that's a good question. I didn't expect you to say that, but your mom is really smart about this stuff. So let's ask her, you know? So there's a lot of, you know, there, you know, so there's a lot of those tools, um, that you can use. And I've gotten questions from kids in a classroom where it's like, Oh, there's something else going on there. I'm, you know, um, and I'll say something like, oh, you know, who's a great resource for that is your teacher, you know. Um, <laughs> for the record, I think there's some moms in the room who would be thrilled if you could yeah, yeah, yeah. these exactly. things for them. I, and it's, it's this, and it's the same thing. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> But I, and I think it's always fine if you, if they're, where you're like, they're really like, you know, um, you know, some kids are really into touching themselves, right? Like, let's go to the grocery store. It's like, put your penis away. We are in the grocery store, right? And you have to have those conversations. So I think that, yes, something like that is always fine. If your kid's out, if, if you're with a child who's not yours out in public to just say, Hey, like I see you touching your penis, just so you know, that's for private in your own room. Like, you know, and, and it can be like that instead of like, today we're going to talk about masturbation. Um, you know, like, and it, it doesn't even have to be, you know, um, a thing. But yeah, you can come over and teach them. It sounds like. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of what we talk about when we, um, you know, whether it's putting together a sex ed curriculum or talking with parents is this, this concept of universal values, right? So there's a lot of things when it comes to sex that might be individual, family, personal values that are different than other people's values, but consent is a universal value, right? So that I would think is a safe and appropriate thing to talk about with, with your child, with a, ch a child in your care. Um, those are things that everyone can get on board with, right? It's in the grocery store. <laughs> yes. Universal value. Universal value. <laughs> Put it away. Well, my daughter, when she was really little, because again, I was trying to be like a cool sex educator mom. Um, I gave her a book. It's called Sex, What's the Big Secret? Also a great book. I think it was that one. And she, she was like four years old and she loved that book and she took it with her everywhere she went. So she was this tiny little thing, like four years old, everywhere we went. She's carrying her book and she's reading it wherever. And I was like, you go girl, you know? <laughs> but, um, but there are those moments, boys in particular with <laughs> touching. It's like, you know, they're, they got to be reminded sometimes. So, 
But that's a great question. And I think even as parents, if you have someone taking care of your, your kids, I was fortunate to have a really great nanny who was with us for a long time. And um, she did a lot of that. You know, I relied on her for a lot of teaching those important things. Um, but I also knew her really well, you know, so I, I wasn't worried that she was going to have a weird conversation, you know. Um, and I and she probably did bring it up to me a couple times, you know, or I heard, overheard her being like, let's not touch penises, you know, <laughs> like the other room being like, OK, she's got this, you know, one dollar raise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. I think you're an example of like you ask a question and I you're you're not the person who needs to ask it. Like you're already doing fine. Oh, <laughs> that's so great. That's cool that you came. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have a luc new lucrative business. Yeah. Sex education, like disguised as childcare. I love it. I love it. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, two things. One, thank you about the consent because um, when my son was little, he didn't like to hug. Mm -hmm. And we had like an incident happen where a family member like forced him. And it was like really, it was an interesting yeah. moment. So we've been really open about not hugging. And yeah. I think most people let me know. But now I'm not very good about hugging. <laughs> yeah. That's um, okay. But the yeah. second is what is your advice about like, the boundaries of being naked around your kid. Like, I'm not sure with my kids, like, do I leave the door open? Do I mm -hmm. not? Like, when I'm going to the bathroom and things yeah. like that. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, I don't want to make it taboo, but then I don't want yeah. to we go from carrying like the babies. Remember when like you take your baby into like the shower so you could take a shower and they'd just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's true. The, the question was uh, what yes. are the, the boundaries of being mm -hmm. naked and how you yeah. facilitate that? But I think that's a great question because mm -hmm. it how I might be comfortable with my six-year-old is definitely my comfort level right. with my 12-year-old is so different. So yeah. tell us all we need to know, Corey. <laughs> I think kids will oftentimes take the lead on that. So they'll start wanting privacy and then that's definitely your cue. I mean, I can remember pretty clearly when my kids were like, don't come in, you know? And then that's when you're like, okay, like this is now we're not, you know, no, you're not jumping in the shower after the pool with, you know, with, with everyone. Um, so I, I think, kids will um, take the lead. I think if there's ever a moment where you're like, ah, eh, they're probably, then, you know, a privacy is a good thing um, for everyone. Um, some kids, you know, it, it kind of goes in stages where one day they might just be like, mom, you know, like put some clothes on. And other times, yeah, they're like walking in and out of the shower, or you're in the bathroom and they're just like, I need something. Um, so, I mean, some families are really naked and they've, they've always been and they're open about it and whatever. And it's a little bit later where kids are like, huh, <laughs> I think I think I want privacy. But but most kids will take the lead. And, um, you know, I don't think they'll, you know, be like 14, <laughs> like hanging out in the bathroom with you or anything. But they will let you know. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can 
if it is kind of that time where there, there's that in between, I think you can take the lead too and just be like, you know, like I'm going to close the door and you need to knock. I mean, those are good, you know, boundary skills to learn anyway. Um, but it, it is hard. Like your kids grow up so fast and then all of a sudden you're like, hmm, should I close the door? You know, like, like you're, you're older. Yeah, I know. I still, th- I still think my like kids are going to like, you know, come around the corner and like a tutu, three years old, and she's like driving. I'm just like, ah, it's it's hard. That things change really fast. So, I think they'll take the lead. But I also don't. You know, it's okay to not be overly weird about it, but just to be like, hey, doors closed. That means you need to knock and start teaching some of those those things. Yeah, but yeah, don't be weird about it. <laughs> if they're not weird about it, don't be weird about it. <laughs> Well, and two, also, I think, remember that your own personal boundaries, yeah. you are welcome exactly. to yeah. share with your kids. Yeah. So if you have decided that it's time mm-hmm. that you are welcome to say when you were younger, it was normal. And now it's, you know, now I feel like I need privacy. Right. So it's not just about what they want, but it's also about what you're ready for and what you want. Exactly. Because we all have bodily autonomy. Yes, exactly. Um, so I had a question, like I grew up when they, you know, when you would talk about breast or when you would talk about vaginas, they would give it a nickname. Uh-huh. And so, like, what is, like, your viewpoint on actually calling it what it is as to, like, what would be the downfalls of when you call it something that it's actually not? Yeah. So I mean, the question. Pick your favorite name. Yeah, no, the question no. <laughs> is whether or not that that it is commonplace to teach children nicknames for their private parts. Right. So, is that something that you should be doing, or should you be teaching, or when should you be teaching the actual names? Yeah, I mean, I would always advocate for actual names. Um, I think there's probably no harm in teaching both. You know, if if you you know, I I'm a big person with like humor, and so if there's something funny that happens happened and you know I don't know then and there's something that stuck with a funny name you know you gotta figure that out but I I do think teaching accurate names it it takes some of the um like weight off of it you know I mean it's it's weird to be in like the bathtub when you're little and be like these are your ears this is your nose this is your pee pee right it, it gives a different weight to it um that are, it, it probably doesn't need for little kids. It doesn't need for little kids, right? It's Those are their, their body parts. So mm-hmm. it can be weird when they're like, well, well, how come that didn't get a real name? <laughs> you know, what's Why is this weird? Yeah, you know? It's almost setting up that this is uncomfortable and we're not going to talk yeah, about it. Exactly. And I had done an interview with the SAVA, the Sexual Assault Victims mm-hmm. Association, and they had told me a story about... Um, a child who was trying to report that something had happened to her, but the name that she was given was Cookie. So when she was talking to an adult about another adult taking or touching her cookie, that that she wasn't believed or they didn't know what had actually happened. So I think yeah. that yeah. the best scenario is to teach your kids the real yeah. names. Yeah. yeah. And if there is going to be any nicknames, they also need to know. Yeah. Yeah. 
up their real name. That's awesome. See, that's a perfect example of what I'm saying, right? It's like you have an inside thing. It keeps things light. That's a, you know, you have a authentic way of talking about, you know, sex and talking about those things. That's great. But they still know, you know, the real, the real part. See, I feel like you could totally have lightened the conversation that you had last week if you were talking about pirates. We're going to have a frank conversation about pirates. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know what the answer is. Can we give you the microphone so you get it? <laughs> I have to restate it. Talking <laughs> or the going back to consent and perhaps nonverbal cues, affection in the home, like, you know, as mom and dad or partners or whatever it is, you know, what is sort of the the level of appropriate physical interaction mm-hmm. and kind of the what is being taught or learned mm-hmm. um, from your child like setting boundaries things like that because you know maybe there's a moment where you, you've had a couple glasses of wine like, you know, um, and they're sitting there like hypothetically I'm trying to give in like a, a scenario but, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, you're talking about, you know, I'm going to smack you on the oh, or whatever yeah. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, maybe is, or, or a pitch or, or, you know, something like that that, you know, you apparently, or maybe have been doing for years. You know, yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm asking the question. <laughs> oh, you guys know each other? <laughs> she was like, they're married. <laughs> That's so, that so funny. Um, so the question is, how do you maybe what it, what is the uh, how how do you interact with your own spouse or what is or isn't appropriate for your children to see or understand in terms of consent or just maybe even their own comfort level? Sure. Yeah. I, (laughs) my first, hopefully we all know where really, (laughs) but I mean, affection and, um, you know, being touchy and kissy, all those things are, (laughs) she spilled, Um, Uh (laughs) that's okay, are great. I mean, being authentically how you are in your relationship when it's a loving, you know, um, relationship and, and them seeing how you show each other affection is awesome. I mean, you know, you think of the flip side of kids seeing, you know, parents fighting or, and even if there is fighting, right, how do they deal with that? How do they pick up and and handle that? All of those things are great. I mean, that's how kids learn about relationships, Primarily, um, you know, they can sit in a classroom and we can have those discussions. But as far as actual relationships and what intimacy looks like, that's where they're going to learn it. So I think it's great. I mean, they're going to roll their eyes and they're going to be like, you know, gross. You know, he kissed her. Um, You know, I think that. Again, if you feel that kind of like, oh, should I be smacking butts? Like, then probably like that's the line, right? If it starts to feel like, uh, maybe not here or, you know, whatever, um, 
but I, I mean, I, I think it's great to show affection. And, and if, if that's how you normally are, you know, I mean, lock your door at night. But, you know, when you're in the kitchen and you're I mean, that's great. And that makes kids feel good, too. Right. This is a, my parents are happy. They love each other like that. You know that they they feel that they see that. And I think that that's. That's awesome. So I wouldn't stop to be like, oh, man, now I got to ask every time I want to kiss, you know. No, but and, and it is it is setting an example for them to have a consensual relationship mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. So and a loving relationship, and, too, yeah. which I think is important. Yeah. And if it feels organic to, to put that in there, like, hey, like, I know you just went for a run and you're sweaty, but I want to like hug you. Is that OK? You know, there's those little things that you can do when it feels like it would be appropriate but yeah if you all of a sudden are like is it okay if I kiss you goodnight they're gonna be like what <laughs> what in the world is wrong with them right yeah no they it's and that it, and it is it's hard to know like what do I want to teach how am I gonna act you know but I think it's more important to be you know authentically affectionate how you are toward each other in the home I mean that's gonna that is teaching them really important things too yeah. Yeah. Well, coming from like a step parent's point of view, um, with my ten year old, I I would ask like, Can I have a hug goodnight? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he I knew from the get go he wasn't a very affectionate person mm-hmm. and that is not like the route that he showed his love. Mm-hmm. Um and it was maybe a year and a half before I did get a hug mm-hmm. goodnight. But when I did, I was like, you know, yeah. I love my hug goodnight. Yeah. But it was, you know, and so sometimes it's like with parenthood um, and like treating that child um, as like their own. Yeah. They are them. Their own person. But then also like how would you when you start having other children into the family, um, make it towards where they're like, okay, I'm not different than this mm-hmm. other kid. Yeah. Um, and how to, like, in a mixed family, make that a unanimous, mm-hmm. everyone is the same, everyone's yeah. treated the same, this is how mm-hmm. our family yeah. And so would it be weird to ask your own child that you birth, can I have a no, I don't think so. No, especially if you start from the get-go, you know. And kids are—we know how kids are, right? Some nights they're gonna be like, "Yeah," and other nights they're gonna be like, "Who are you?" Like, no, I hate hugs. I never want a hug from anyone, right? And then the next night they're gonna be like, ah, "You know." Um, so, I mean, just like us, it's—it is sort of day to day. So, I—I I think that. You know, I, and again, I, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, you all don't need to be here. Like you're all, like, <laughs> you're all doing really well, right? You're the you you care about these things, and that is what really will make you successful. Is that you're thinking about these things? They matter so much. You care so much about your, you know, your your child's well being. Um, that 
you know, your, your kids are going to be okay with all of this. Like I can assure you that. Um, but, and it, it does, I mean, it just takes some navigating and, um, some trial and error. And I, I do wish that I was like, this is step one yeah. and this is step two. And if you do all this, yeah, if you do all this, your kids are going to be, you know, come out on top. Um, but it, it really, I mean, it really is about, you know, not the science stuff. It's about the, the love and the intention and the, um, the respect, you know, for, for kids being their own people and feeling different day to day and navigating a world that we don't understand, you know, that's not the same world that we grew up in, um, as kids. So it's, it's having that empathy for just the journey of, of childhood and being a little kid and that journey of puberty and changing and, um, I love that quote. That's like, be the adult that you wish you would have had, you know? So even as a parent where we, you know, we have to do certain things, right? <laughs> we have to make sure our kids are okay in a lot of ways. And these things are sort of, in some ways they're kind of extra, right? They're that extra love that we give. They're that extra, um, well-being and that extra character that we that we provide um, for our kids and they end up getting that from us, which is, which is really cool. So it's a huge responsibility and um, even just taking, you know, learning as much as you can and talking with other parents is such a great step toward doing it well. And it's going to look different for all of us. Um, but you're, you're doing good. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Here's something you might not know. NOCO FM is also a podcast network producing one-of-a-kind programming like the show you're enjoying right now. We have talk shows, original comedy, music shows curated by real people, and a lot more. So if you like what you're hearing, make NOCO FM a part of your day and tell your friends. Remember, that's www.noco.fm. other thing I was going to add one more thing which I think is a piece of feeling okay like you are doing great as a parent but I think the other thing too that's important in all of this with whatever tough conversation you're having with whatever child mm -hmm. right is to also respect their emotions around it which I think mm -hmm. is something that I've really learned as a child as a parent to a sixth grader where who might be dealing with a new relationship where I can see as an adult how he is going to move past this in a way that ultimately won't matter. Right. right. Like, like this big feeling to him right now, isn't going to be a big feeling long term. but that, but that big feeling to him right now, like the loss of relationship is the biggest feeling that he has ever had around that. And to be respectful of that, I think is also an important thing to know when you're dealing with these tough conversations that, that you as an adult have a perspective that, that that child doesn't have and that those emotions are real and, and to just sort of honor that too. I think with some of these tough conversations is that's really important in terms of not shutting them down yeah. is really saying, I understand how you feel. I understand mm -hmm. that this is big. I understand that this is hard and sad and the saddest thing you've ever felt. Yeah. Um, even if you can see from your perspective as an adult that it's it's not that way, that right. it feels that way in that moment as a child. Right. <laughs>
Yes. A curiosity question. I just have a little one, but a coworker recently was talking about how her kid in high school, a girl was going through, um, you know, having the baby that they have to care for. Oh yeah. Like, what's the research behind, or is there any research behind that, or what's what's the effects or the intent of that? Does that do anything? There is research, and it is. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's called the baby think it over. And it's these, have you guys seen those? They're like little computer babies and they cry and they, um, but they, they have been shown to not be a deterrent for teens to become pregnant. So, I mean, that class that they do that in, um, teen challenges, uh, is an awesome class. It's actually like in PSD students can get health credit for that. And there it's family and consumer, uh, sciences, which is like home ec where we made bags and, and that type of thing, um, and cooked. Um, so they do some of that, but they do really great life skills education. So they do a great, um, they use PSD's human sexuality curriculum, but the teachers are just a little more like, I feel like health is often taught by PE teachers um, who, you know, they're, a lot of them are really great teachers, but the family and consumer sciences teachers are great. And that's a part of that curriculum. I don't know if it will always be a part of that curriculum. It's a pretty expensive program to run, and it's really not shown to be, you know, um, a deterrent for preventing unintended teen pregnancy. And teach them a little bit about taking care of a baby and you know it's a big responsibility baby cries in the middle of the night you have to get it a babysitter it has to be held well yeah <laughs> yeah what is since we brought it up although we've been talking for a long time so yeah. tell me when we okay. should stop Jen what is a deterrent <laughs> to teen pregnancy how about that oh good question well the good news is that teen pregnancy is really low right now Larimer County the numbers have always been low but since 1990 the numbers of unintended teen pregnancy have gone down like 50% so I mean it's like the greatest public health achievement of the last like 30 years it's really really great so we know that teens are waiting longer um, to have first intercourse. They're using more effective types of contraception when they do initiate intercourse. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's way fewer teens. Um, I pulled up numbers for the uh, Thompson School District has a teen parent program. And she called me and was like, where I need like, I need some kids, you know, like, where are they? And I looked up the numbers. And I was like, there were like literally eight teen births in your zip code in 80537 or whatever Loveland is last year. And I was even like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's really, um, it's just been huge. Um, declines in those areas. STDs have gone up. So there, yeah, it might be because there's such good types of contraception <laughs> that, you know, younger kids are using condoms less potentially. That's one kind of idea. Um, did we answer your question? Okay. Yeah. Because they're using so like, additional methods of contraception. Um, so, well, you know, really it was around 1990, mid-90s when the first, what we would call long-acting method of birth control, the depot shot, which a girl could get and it, she would be covered for three months. 
now they're um, it's young women are encouraged to try a long acting method like an IUD or the implant, which are you know three to five years depending on the method. And a lot of young women are starting those methods, and so they have really great long term. Um, and that that was one of the things around unintended pregnancy for teens and for women in their twenties who have always become pregnant more often unintentionally than teens. Some, we always think it's teens, but it's actually women in their 20s who have the most unintended pregnancies. Um, so starting on those methods um, might, yeah, whereas in the past they might have used condoms um, exclusively. Um, now they're more protected from pregnancy. But not necessarily protected from STDs. But not STDs, no. no. You're still having the sex. <laughs> yes. They're just not having the babies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so my question is sort of about the political environment that's happening right now around women's bodies. Like mm -hmm. we have an Alexa, and every morning I ask Alexa, "What's the news?" And there, yeah. and the girls were in the kitchen eating breakfast, and there was this little blurb about the attack on women's bodies mm -hmm. by the right-wing or whatever it was on NPR. And my girls were like, what does that mean? Like, what's happening? Like, are they hurting people? And it's like, oh, how do I have this? Yeah. It was one that threw me for a loop. Like, mm -hmm. how do I explain that that's happening in a, on a very large scale yeah. in a very sneaky way mm -hmm. yeah. to a nine and a six year yeah. old? Who hear it and, and know that it's wrong, mm -hmm. but don't really know why it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. There are big issues <laughs> out there with all of this. Um, you know, I think a lot of times bringing it back to that universal values, um, sharing your values, um, being really factual about it. I, I can't remember how old you said your, your kids were, but saying some people believe or some people feel that, you know, if a woman becomes pregnant um, and if she wants to end that pregnancy, that um, that she shouldn't be allowed to do that in any circumstance. Right. Other people feel like it's OK um, to do that in certain situations. Some people feel like it's OK to do that in some, you know, in, in all situations. So there's a gamut of beliefs that people have. And that's when you could say, I think, you know, this, this and this. Um, and kids get that and they'll be like, oh, I think that too. Or they'll be like, oh yeah, no, that should never be allowed. Right. And you don't really need to go further than that, depending on the age. Um, they might ask more questions, but again, that whole thing of you addressed it, you know, it was something that came up and was weird for everyone. And you, you know, to be able to say, well, the reason they're saying that is because, you know, there's some people that think this, there's other people who think this, you could even say, you know, violence against women, um, is, is common, you know, it's common here, it's common throughout the world. Um, and you know, it's something that we should all try and prevent, you know, <laughs> um, something like that. So it, it, it's hard to bring that up. And yeah, I know even with my kids who are older, there's things, I mean, my daughter got in the car a few weeks ago and she was like, so is abortion illegal? <laughs> I was like, what, what? Like, uh, what do you, like, I didn't know what she heard, you know, but she was just like, 
what is going on? You know, like, and it's funny once they get to that age where they're like, oh, people, you know, adults. Um, so, it, you know, there is a lot of that, like, well, what, what did you hear? What do you, you know, um, so it's, but it, you know, it's interesting, all those things. And I, my kids used to say, why are those people standing outside with signs at like Planned Parenthood? And I would say some people think that, um, you know, it's not okay to have an abortion, you know? So it's, you know, all those things where it's not necessarily like, oh, because they're awesome or because, you know, they're right or because we're wrong. You know, it was just that they believe um, what I believe is, you know, so I, th it's always okay to, to point that out. So they encounter that every day. Right. <laughs> and all they do, some kids think it's okay to not do their homework. <laughs> Other kids think it's very important. I <laughs> what I believe. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm not going anywhere. I have, question. I have two boys and a girl and I'm honestly a little more nervous about the boys with their phones because of things I've heard from my friends with older kids. So I feel like I understand how to protect my daughter a little bit more, but can you explain, like for you guys that have boys with phones, like what what are you doing about like potential pictures that girls are sending? Because that's what I'm hearing is happening more. Yeah. I think actually, um, and I don't know all of the rules and regulations around this, and maybe you do, but I do think it's an important conversation. So the fact that you're aware of it, I think is really important. What I have learned based on other interviews is that um, sexting is a form of child pornography. And you can be um, in trouble with the law for sending, holding on, or forwarding a picture. And I think that it's something that anybody with a phone or uh, or as kids get older should be aware of um, that if if a picture can be sent to you in a consensual way, like a girl could send a photo of herself to your child and that can be consensual. Um, and he can look at that and enjoy that in that in in that space is consensual. But if it's not deleted within a certain time frame, it becomes possession of pornography. And if it is shared, it becomes distribution. Of, so there, I, yeah, so I think that there is some conversations. If you are going into the phone route, then there's, those are the types of conversations that you need to be prepared or you need to be prepared with the information about how, um, there's some laws potentially around that. Do you know any of that specifically? Because that is yeah. some information that I, yeah, have heard I mean, I, yeah, we don't know as parents. Right. <laughs> and we need to know. I know it's handled like case by case, at least in Poudre School District, if that happens. Um, and I mean, most of the school resource officers aren't going to like, they're not quick to be like, yeah, going to jail, you know? I mean, they, they will, you know, deal with things. Um, with with my kids and their phone, I just, you know, I'm like, don't do anything on there that you don't want me to see, you know, and I don't go through their phones once in a while, I'll kind of be like, oh, real quick. Um, but, you know, I, I teach them that, you know, same thing as I do out in the, the world, like, just don't do something that you don't want me to find out about, you know, don't um, be sending stuff. I do. I mean, it's a pretty, we could have a long conversation just about texting. I mean, the, the age group that sex the most is adults, right? I mean, 
it's it's an interesting thing, this type of communication, because we use it all day for all sorts of positive ways. Right. And it's good for a relationship, you know, when you're an adult to be like, hey, sexy, like, here's a picture of me. I got my hair done or, you know, here's my new bra. Um, you know, th- those are things that adults do um, frequently. And it's oh, and it's um, <laughs> there's a child um, that, you know, that are considered healthy, right? And so as we're teaching kids to navigate healthy relationships, we also have to take in consideration that that's how they communicate. This is how they're building relationships with people, right? They're sending, hey, like, just got up, thought of you. You know, I mean, all of those things are are not inherently unhealthy things to do. It does get tricky when you're, you know, 12, 13, 14. Um, And so I think that you know, for me, I've said, don't ever send pictures. It's just not worth it. Don't do it. You know? Um, and I think they get that, but, and I, I've said like, you gifts get in trouble. Who knows if someone's going to send it, they keep it. Someone steals their phone and I give them sort of these scenarios. Or if I see something in the news, I'll be like, ah, oh, did you like this poor, you know, person who had this done and they just thought they were in this great relationship. Um, and so I, I that's how I talk about it. Um, but I also, I, I, I try not to be sex negative, right. By saying it's never okay to show someone your body. It's never okay. You know, because that's, that's, it's, it's just navigating this new type of way that we all communicate. Right. Um, so, so maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Knowing how to handle those situations. Mm-hmm. If you were to receive a picture, you know, yes, that, that it would be inappropriate yeah. for you to show yeah. your friends that picture. Yes. You know, or all of those. Um, yes. You know, it would, it's probably not great to keep that on your phone for an extended period of time because your friends might take your right. phone. So I think it's, those are the kind of things that you sometimes, maybe you anticipate, but then also it happens and then you kind of you're like, decide, oh, no. oh well, we better, yeah. we better talk about this And now. I do the, um, I make stories up all the time <laughs> about things that happened that I need to. <laughs> I will say, I heard that or my friend's child did this or I heard that someone this happened to someone, you know what I mean? And it's very convincing. But I use it <laughs> as an example of not all the time. Sometimes 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 they are real things, but you know, we we all respond to stories better, right? It's just like, oh, I had this friend who, you know, this, this and this. And I, you know, they 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 love that. They think that's great because it's like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't eat a Tide Pod. I would never do that. I would never eat a Tide Pod. I can't believe someone did that, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, and even on other tough issues, I'll do that too. I I will have those conversations too of like, I heard, um, you know, that a, a 12-year-old in Nebraska, you know, took their life, that they, you know, found a gun and, you know, and I'll be like, what, you know, isn't that sad? And they'll just even them being able to say, oh my God, that's so sad. My kids say, that's so scary. Um, and, and, you know, it is. And, but I will bring those things up because they're in my mind. And so I like almost for myself, <laughs> talk it through with them, but then it is also important to allow them that space just to hear that and to know what that kind of feels like and to sit with that information and to know that it's, it's a heavy topic. And I don't know. Just brought it back around there. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you guys have anything else? Thank you for thinking we know anything. <laughs> 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 no, we, we, no, this is good. I love having yeah. these conversations. It's a whole new, <laughs> the driving thing really caught me off guard. I was just like, here goes my, here goes everything I've worked for. No, I'm just, <laughs> it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. You want to be a good teacher, but you also want to be like, stop. Yeah. You have to put on the brake. <laughs> Should I go? Should I go? Should I go? Like, no. You're driving. You need yeah. to know these things. No. Anyway, yeah. we'll have a driving conversation yeah. another day. Next summer, driving yeah. with your kids. It seems like it's a long time away, but it's a blink of an eye. <laughs> really. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for Thank being you. good parents. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again to Corey Wilford for hanging out with me at Heyday Grows and to Jennifer Little for inviting us. You can find the show notes for today's show on www.boysbuiltbetter.com. Thanks so much for listening. This has been a production of NOCO FM.